Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean, and this is the podcast on Prince. We are back once again. Feels good. But anyway, listen, (laughs) we are joined Uh today. Everyone's excited. We are joined today by some special guests and regular people. So let's just get things started. First, we want to welcome um, a special guest to the show. His first time on the Prince Podcast. I'm going to call it the Prince Podcast. Uh, but it's been a long time coming. Uh, salute to this brother, Mr. Ricky Wyatt. Sir, how are you? Hey, man, I'm living a dream. How's everybody doing? We're doing good. Doing good. Okay, that, and let the people know a little bit about yourself because uh, you, you've been out here doing your thing. We, we shared the mic on a few things before, but. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just a regular brother, you know, say musician, Prince fan. Um, you know, I've been a fan of you guys, man. You know, like I know your platforms and what y'all do, you know. So, you know, I've done a few things on grown folks music and yeah, with uh, DJ Polish Solid, also known as the D'Angelo Duff. Yeah, <laughs> you know who who uh, has been keeping the uh, Prince legacy uh, celebrated, you know, with symposiums and things of that nature. So shout out to her and everyone involved in that. So that's pretty much it, man. You know, I'm just, you know, just a bass playing brother that, you know, enjoys good music. (laughs) All right. Well, we love it, man. Well, thank you for for, for jumping on here today. We, you know, again, I always say we like to be like the Avengers out here. We just keep expanding. (laughs) <laughs> and people jumping okay. in you know okay okay <laughs> hey man look I, hey look i've been uh you know like we have talked about doing something for a while so yeah. look you know man i'm glad to be here man yeah absolutely i'm glad you're here all right also we have my brother big sexy and sack in the building sir how are you oh man i'm doing well i want to give a special shout out uh in honor of our guest to uh miss d'angela duff because she turned me on Joni Mitchell. You know, I heard about <laughs> Joni for years and I, I sent her a message. She thought, Mark, you got to try these, these three albums and go from there. I did. I get it now. And again, she's part of why I have expanded my musical horizon. So definitely shout out to her. All right. All right. All right. Kudos. Kudos. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Ampoo. So how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, as I've been taking the podcast Juice Mantra, I've been working it like a job and seeing the fruits of that labor labor payoff. All right. Well, congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So today's topic, we're going to do, we've been doing these sort of what if type scenario type shows, which I just think are fun to me. It just gives us an opportunity to just geek, that, geek out on Prince. And so today what we're going to do is you know, we're going to A&R Prince, and here's a scenario. So we are going to pick up after the Purple Rain tour. So instead of Prince doing Around the World in a Day and maybe even kind of cutting the tour a little short, let's just say he went and did the tour for another six months or so and really got, you know, as much out of that as he could and really just started to dominate the landscape and my idea is to come up with an album that may, um, and I love Around the World in the Day, to be clear, but maybe something that people would have would have just been like, yo, this is the next level from Purple Rain, from 1999, all of that. And something I think that may have, in my opinion, I would say this album for me is going to be something I think would have just 
hit across the board and really solidified. I, looking at what I came up with just myself, I think I almost <laughs> tried to do a sign of the times early type of vibe as, as we'll get into it. Uh, okay. but, but I'll clear, I really want to hear what these brothers came up with. So that's the idea. We're, we're going to put out, we're going to each give our version of what the next album after Purple Rain would have been like in whatever directions people wanted to go. Um, so with that, does anyone want to go first or do you want me to go first and kind of set the field? I'll, I'll leave that up to you guys. What, what do you want to, anybody want to be first? I can go first. You know, okay. me, you know, you know, and, uh, Mr. Controversy, I'll go ahead. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Rodney Fitzgerald and Violet Brown. I know y'all listening and giving oh, y'all yeah. side eyes before I get started. <laughs> uh, so the parameters was nineteen, the end of nineteen eighty five. No songs after that point, correct? Just so no, the, you, the, uh, well, the I, fan I, base I, I, I guess you could kind of say that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, these are the songs that I came up with. I even got some B sides. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go on a tangent because I'm taking <laughs> some songs. So I'm gonna give you some B sides for some previously released songs, but that's okay. 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 So for me, um, I'm starting the album. I'm gonna give you the title of the album afterwards. Although I might give it away uh, with some of the tracks, but. The first track is going to set the tone that this is a different kind of Prince thing, but you're going to get some of that, you know, all of those different types of elements that make up the Prince and the Revolution, the Prince song, the MPL song. And but it's going to be a weird song. But follow me. Just follow me. The first track is going to be Paisley Park. Okay. Because mm. it's it's okay. out there, it's psychedelic, it's inviting, and it's and it's an alternative to what you uh, heard from Purple Rain and even 1999. But at the same token, it, it it's 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 making the listeners think, hey, here's a new sound. So Paisley Park goes first. No video, nothing, or at least the Princeless video. That's not going to happen. But Paisley Park is going to open up the song because it's going to set the tone of, hey, we're going to go run the gamut of different types of music. Song number two, which will also be the first lead single that he puts out. I'm pulling this song from the B-side of Let's Go Crazy because this song deserved oh. to be its own <laughs> single. I'm talking oh. about Erotic City. We're going to still keep the Sheila E on there, but Erotic City is going to be that lead single. It's well, going to be I, a bang. Can I ask you a quick question? Yes, that, sir. Is cool? Are you saying that the Let's Go Crazy single didn't come out or are you just saying no it came out but the erotic city is in the b-side oh, the okay. b-side for let's go crazy in my uh quantum realm is raspberry beret yes interesting wow oh yeah yeah that's 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 different <laughs> so so you come with that psychedelic paisley park and then you follow it up with that funk erotic city with the taboo words sheila e on there and the black stations were already banging this. This is guaranteed to go number one. Now, here's where Anthony goes a little left. The B-side for Erotic City. <laughs> the latter. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. He going okay. to make you sweat and then he going to preach to you. That's right. That's how we okay. do it. Okay. Now, song number three. 
uh, my one of my personal favorites. It was recorded around this time. Uh, we don't have the cuss word on it, but it's definitely funky. It's ill. It should have been released as a single, and it's a banger, and it's going to get its proper just do. Weekend Funk Graffiti Bridge version. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> okay, okay. So okay. now we got... We got intro, we got heat, we got banger. Moving on, um, I pulled this one from the B side because it deserved its own release. It deserved it, uh, to be a single, to have a video, to be played in a concert for the mainstream to enjoy this. And I'm talking about She's Always in My Hair. That's the second single. The B side, I know people are gonna lose their mind, but yes, the B side to that, Pop Life. Mm. Yes. Number five, a song that I just discovered, I think it was last year, or maybe it was a year before, I'm not sure, but I just discovered with Prince's vocals from the uh, album The Originals, which I think his version of this song with its sparseness, with just that piano and that little drumming effect, I'm not sure what you would call it. Um, I'm sorry, Sheila, but he's taking that from you. It won't be the first time he's doing it. Uh, Noon Rendezvous. It's just a whole ah. different, a whole different vibe going there uh, to, to show you that yo, I can experiment and look at listen to this song. Number six, pulling another B side, seventeen days. That's going to be mm-hmm. on this album. Yes. Number seven, the third single to be released from this album. Now we got to remember with Purple Rain, he released six singles, and technically it was seven because Erotic City got that that play but you know hey i'm then you know we getting we getting some singles off of this album number seven the single um sorry sheila i mean it was a hot song for you it's gonna be a number one song for prince i'm talking about the duet now love bazaar that's a prince and a revolution song and in another wild parent as a b-side but he did this uh, he did have some wild parents. The uh, B side for this is going to be America. So there's your rock. Cause I know, you know, as I go through my playlist, it's kind of uh, a weak on the on, on rock side, but there it is. Number eight, a song that I discovered in 1999 that I think is a nice little rockabilly pop, you know, sugary sweet pop song. Money, money don't grow on trees. Absolutely love that song. And I think here is a, a, another. It shows the diversity of Prince and the music he puts out. Number nine, I think, is a great song that feels right at home on Purple Rain and to make people feel like he made that transition from Purple Rain to this song because it has a nice little uh, uh, flavor to it. Love and Sex from the, uh, mm. the Purple Rain uh, Deluxe. Absolutely love that song. Number 10, another uh, from The Vault. It's a damn shame he had all these songs in The Vault that should have been bangers on other albums, but I'm giving it to it here if it'll make you happy. I think that's another ballad that'll, get, that'll bring the women in. It's a, uh, it's a palate cleanser, so to speak, and it's a really great song in its own right. Um, follow that up. Um, Jill Jones. Jill Jones, you know I got nothing but love for you. I've done been on a show with you, but... I heard this song on the originals and he did an amazing uh, uh, rendition of it. I loved how the, uh, the, the, I guess, the, what do you call it? The, uh, not the acoustics, the instrumental was worked on it. Baby or Trip that's gonna be on there. There's your, there's your day dropping song, so, if, so to speak. 
And number 12, the final single that's going to be released. And it's absolutely going to go number one because it did go number one. The 1984 Purple Rain Deluxe. No, it wasn't Purple Rain Deluxe, but I'm um, sorry. The originals version, Nothing Compares to You. There's your ballad. There's your number one song right there that's going to close out the album. I, that's going to be a big hit. That's probably going to be on the charts for about 10 weeks. People are going to be like, God damn, how did we not know Prince could do this? The B-side... <laughs> The B side, and I know this is gonna catch heat from Michael Dean, but damn it, this is my, this is my quantum well. The B side to nothing compares to you, screams of passion. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, since I did rip uh, seventeen days, for, I, I forgot. I'm sorry, I missed up. Since I ripped uh, seventeen days from When Doves Cry, uh, the replacement for that is Temptation. Oh. Yeah. Uh, some songs that I was considering that I decided to leave off because it might be just too much and then it didn't meet the timeline that I wanted to consider was Fill You Up, Electric Intercourse, Rebirth of the Flesh, Join Repetition, and Love or Money. But unfortunately, they didn't get the uh, the, uh, the time period. Qu- question for you. What's the name of the album? Yeah. Name of the album. Prince and the Revolution Presents Welcome to Paisley Park. Okay. Okay. Yes. okay. Give us the rundown just of the songs real quick. Just, just yes, do yes, all the yes. songs. So the intro is Paisley Park, Erotic City, We Can Funk, She's Always in My Hair, Noon Rendezvous, 17 Days, Love Bazaar, Money Don't Grow on Trees, Love and Sex, If It'll Make You Happy, Baby You're a Trip, and closing out the album as he likes to do, uh, the banger ballad, Nothing Compares to You. With the B-sides being The Ladder, Pop Life, America, and Screams of Passion. Okay, okay. Any any thoughts on this album, fellas? Nope. All right. Yeah, I, yeah, I got a couple. <laughs> wow. Hey, nice list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting list. <laughs> you know, Anthony did, he stayed within the parameters as provided. Uh... I think he went a little long because, and this is just, I'm trying to make sure I stuck by the rules. In 1985, CDs really weren't, you know, penetrated like that yet. Right, right. So the main thing was about having the LP length. So if anything, Anthony went a little long on his, unless he's doing a double album set. Then mm. if, he, if he was planning that, hey man, handle your business. Yeah, that's uh, that's okay. something I thought about when I did mine here, and I'm gonna go ahead, uh, Rick. If you had anything else to say on this one, no, okay. no, no. I, hey, look, I thought it was a nice list. I mean, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> I like how he kept prefacing. I know it's gonna make some people mad, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool. Good job. I like All that. Right. All right. Well, I'm gonna just run through mine real quick here, and I will tell you the title. So the title of this. So this album is a double album uh, my thought was you purple rain out of the park great pop records classic and i was thinking going back to sort of the aesthetic of a 1999 um now that he's at top of the world he could do whatever he wanted to and if he just went to warner warner brothers and said i want to do a triple album they probably would say of course so mm-hmm. this is the double album 
the title of this album is uh i actually went back to prince <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so okay coming off of prince and the revolution they got it was so big i i felt like prince was like you know what and 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 a little bit of the petty prince competitor prince i don't i'm gonna be i'm the star like i don't i don't need these guys like that they're on here but this is my thing and i'm working with other people too so it's just going to be called prince and it's called prince bold generation so that'll tell you already uh, where, okay let's go so this is the double album so here's vinyl one side a number first track bold generation and my thought is he must have always liked this song because we hear it years later as new power generation but i'm like the version that I heard on the 1999 special edition, you know, you could argue maybe that was a time thing or something, but whatever it is, that's a jam. And I felt like, you know what? He's just coming back to just shut shut it down to like, he's not leaving the Minneapolis sound behind, but he hears all of the competitors, the, you know, Jesse's coming out, ready for the world, all these people are doing his sound. But he's like, let me show y'all how it really gets down i'm not gonna let y'all you know i'm gonna just double down so bold generation is the first single actually okay and it just like immediate hit like it blows up uh black radio pop they're gonna jump on it anyway but just really he set the tone like yeah i'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and steal morris's little thing because nah i can't let him get away with this <laughs> so he drops that second song on here screams of passion uh, I had toyed with that being the actual album title at first, but no, Screams of Passion, the second song, side A. The third song, Old Friends for Sale. Ah, and this okay. is where, you know, he's sort of like going, you know, talking about the revolution, talking about Morris and just, you know, everything, Big Chick and more personal thing. It's a different style kind of what you used to hearing from him, but it's a it's one of the realest records. And you drop that on. So, oh, okay, wow. And then the the last song on side A would be Pop Life. So there you mm, go. Okay. So, yeah. So side B flipped that bitch over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Love Bazaar starts it off. And it's okay. the full version. You know, it it's billed as Prince, but obviously Sheila's singing on it as well. But that would be just another banger. Okay. Uh, the second song, She's Always In My Hair. Um, the third and last track on this side is Raspberry Beret. So kind of hitting you with, yeah, I still got that pop joint. You know, I can still you know, give you that, boom. And, and that could still be a big hit or whatever. All right, vinyl two, side A. And I'm going to say the first two tracks. Uh, so it starts off with Our Destiny, Roadhouse Garden. So okay. given that, you know, revolution, that Wendy and Lisa kind of thematic feel, you know, maybe they had toyed with doing the Roadhouse Garden, but this, it ended up falling into this. So they put that there. Boom. A third track is Extra Lovable. And he, ah. yeah, he pulled from his 1999 bag and was like, man, this is hot. I still got to be able to drop this on them. Boom. You know, I just think that would be like. People be like, oh shit, he still got that. Ah, you know what I mean? Like, it just be like, oh, okay. So he drops that on you. The last track on side A, uh, Alexa de Paris. 
And that's uh-huh. like dropping that. Uh-huh. Like you ain't never heard him do no shit like that before. It's instrumental. It's crazy guitar solo and guitar playing. It's a whole different level. And just like, whoa. You know, it's like, okay, this dude, he's he's been giving us these just straight jams, but man, he's coming with this. Like, okay. So now you flip the album, flip side, uh, vinyl, vinyl two over. So the last side uh, starts off, we can fuck. And play okay. that that goes. The second song is kind of more of the ballady type of song. Uh, but this would be Desire. Uh the song from the, the family album. But this is the version with the drums, if you've heard that. Well, actually the version Prince sings. Uh I just think that song is dope. Uh so that would be that's almost like a door for that for this project. So you put desire there. And then the last song to finish the whole thing out would be All My Dreams. And that was, that'd be how you finished the album. So that's Prince, Bold Generation, double album. Looking at it for me now, I can say this is kind of like, uh, it's almost like Sign of the Times, but it's a different version of that. And I just think if you would have dropped them types of songs and actually went on tour behind that, it would have been bananas. Because there's a lot okay. of great songs in there. Songs I think would have been big if they would have gotten released. And I think just the thematicness of the songs and the style of the music, I don't, nobody would have not been bumping this. There would have been something on here. Everyone still would have been bumping some Prince. Like, God, he came with the funk. or He, he got the, the little R&B joint. Or he got the pop joint. He got some you know, guitar shit. So that's, okay. my, that's my pick. Any thoughts on Bold Generation? Album. Hey man, look, that would have took my money too. <laughs> yeah, it's like Aunt Poo's would have took my money. <laughs> so, For sure. Yeah, I was yeah. about to ding you. I'm like, Alexa to Paris, what ain't that? And then I yeah, did my Googles yeah. and I was like, oh, well, let me shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, let me shut up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, every cool. you know, every song I checked to make sure I was like, yeah, oh, this is all in the same period. Yeah. That's that's bold as hell to put that one on on the album. <laughs> Um, proper, so okay, respect to that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that song is that song is ill. I feel like he should have had that on parade at least, like because yeah, yeah, yeah. That song you know is, is <laughs> yeah. In that my song opinion, is, they should have removed "Do You Lie" for it, but I, that's a whole oh, other argument. No. <laughs> Man, yeah. I mean, you know what? In a in a in a uh, in a post CD era, it probably would have been included, but because it was still in the album era. Yeah, it got it got re, it got relying the B side status. Uh, so I think it, I mean, but the parade album is not that long though. Like, no, it's not. Put, but no, easily no, no. put something, else on, but or for whatever reasons, for whatever reasons. <laughs> that he could have easily. could have your been, singles? Say it again. What were your singles? What would be your singles? Uh, uh, screens of passion. Uh, it would if if I would have done singles, uh, it, it could have been bold generation would have started it off, just because I knew that would have. If it did bold generation with a video, man, please, Dad ate that up. <laughs> I ain't got no choice but to bump that. And then anything okay. else at that point, uh, would have hit regardless. I think you know, 
I probably would have not released the singles that. So I would have probably had Bold Generation, Pop Life. Uh, I probably wouldn't have picked Raspberry Beret, but obviously it works. But yeah, I would have. To me, it would have been Bold Generation, Pop Life. Um, maybe she's always in my hair, or 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 Love Bazaar. I think Love Bazaar would be an easy banger. Yeah, uh, you know. But yeah. a lot of these would be <laughs> album jams. A lot of these are, would be album jams that people, you know, Weak and Funk would would probably be the erotic city of this era. You know, it would have been like everyone would have been bumping that, but they would have never been able to play it on the radio. But I could already mm. see people would been. Oh, this nigga tripping! You know, I, can, I, can, <laughs> I can hear the hear the cars bumping. In, you know, uh, yeah. And I can see okay. him. It would have been. I can see his vibe. He would have if he would have kind of kept a little bit of the purple rainers vibe and was transitioning. I could easily see him performing these songs, and it's still, you know, what I mean. Like I was like, okay, he, he would have been on some shit. And he would have still, okay. he would have had his eye on Jesse <laughs> and Morris yeah. anticipating what he thought they was going to do. Oh, they're going to take the sound. I can't let them have the sound. I'm, nah, yeah, I'm going to stop Jesse that right now. Jesse was killed it in 85. Yeah, yeah Jesse was <laughs> on his bumper. <laughs> he was killed it in 85. There's no doubt about that. But anyway, that's my list. Uh, Ricky, let's go with you. Okay, well... Uh, you said if we were an executive, so I'm going to take the executive approach. All right. <laughs> um, given the fact that at this time, P shared the same management as Earth, Wind & Fire, and unbeknownst to a lot of people, he actually looked up to uh, like Maurice White and all that type of stuff, and so he kind of took cues from some things that they did. I would say... Uh, Cavallo, Ruffalo, and Fargnoli uh, may have talked them into doing, since this, since this is the Purple Rain tour we're talking about, it got extended. Uh, one of my favorite, but well, one of the best live albums is the Earth, Wind & Fire Gratitude album. So I would imagine that they probably would have tried to package a way to uh, get Purple Rain live. Interesting. To uh to the masses who 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 like could not afford a ticket at that time or who did not have a VCR for the Purple Rain Live VHS tape, <laughs> mm-hmm. which was about fifty dollars back then. Uh, so in in addition to packaging a live album, they would have had a bonus uh album, so maybe a double, maybe a triple of some uh things that um had not come out kind of keeping with the purple rain oh, okay, vibe okay you know like electric intercourse uh i like maybe this. maybe like an extended you know like the the full version of like computer blue mm. uh you know like wonderful ass father song um in addition to i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna take into account and say that the family still came out so i would say that uh, some things that didn't make their album may have been put here, like Misunderstood. Hmm. Uh, I forget the other one. They had another instrumental, I think. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe he would have kept Dance Electric. Mm, I had that on my list for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe he would have kept Dance Electric. 
Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to say that he probably saw, let's say he saw what Jesse and some, and Jim and Lewis were doing. And so he was like, all right, I got to have some bangers too. So he probably would have kept like dance electric, probably would have kept, uh, love bizarre. Um, uh, you know, I'm trying to think like purple rain vibe, Maybe the Roadhouse Garden, I know Possessed, all those things would have been on there, kind of riding that tail. Uh, the what would have been a leadoff single for that? Um, I probably would go with uh, maybe Dance Electric, part, either that or like Love Bazaar. Um, maybe he would have kept Mutiny from the family, mm. um, given that you know. Uh, Morris had kind of come out with his thing right around that time. I think that would have been kind of cool. Um, I think he would have, uh, well, oh, probably would have kept, you know, like Manic Monday would probably be on here. Okay. Um, just, just to have something that's kind of popish, uh, saying whatnot. Hmm. You know, and I I would imagine like that would that that would probably be the album I I know for me uh they I would probably title it because uh, he was big on that may you live to see the dawn um phrase back then so I would probably uh title it the dawn okay uh, and it would be like you know like I said maybe like a double album triple album you know something like that. You know, where you got one album, it's just a live show, and then the other album, um, you know, you got you got these new tunes, you know, that kind of would have been released. You know, kind of like a, I think in in songs in the key of life, vinyl like that, it's like three albums, and it's a forty-five or something like that. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think that was kind of like that. So I think like that's that's. You know, I think I think one of the executives might might have tried to kind of, you know, push that out for the people like something live, you know, right around Christmas time. So that's my album, man. Okay, what's the name? So this was the Purple Rain live album, and then there was a separate disc of like newer songs that came with it. Right? Yeah, I can actually see that. Could I could have saw that? I could see that. Yeah, but you know, I mean, kind of like the kind of like the Earth, Wind, and Fire gratitude. It's not it's not titled like Earth, Wind, and Fire Live. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's just a totally different album title where you think it's something just totally different. So it 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 would be titled like The Dawn, the Dawn, or, okay, or, see that. or something like that. So yeah, that would have been a cool. I I could have seen the milk in that. Like, yo, we got to put a live version of the album out. <laughs> and he's got all these other songs he didn't put out. He can put a second, third disc. Oh, I would scoop that up. Yeah, scoop. that's a that's a brilliant business move because then at the same time, at least for the label, they're like, hey, that's not actually much more money to put into it because the stuff is already there and they can just pull from some of the live shows he's done. Yeah. Yep. Now that I'm thinking about your list and what you said, the one thing that's missing from mine that I know now is he would have had some sort of live track on there, would, you know, a song pulled from a performance. Oh, okay. Uh, that would have yeah. been something I should. I didn't think about that. That would have been man. See, so, you know, I I think that's the um, I think that's the one thing I know. Like all of us as Prince fans, we we 
we we um you know kind of uh get frustrated over <laughs> is that like we were looking for a live album for like so many years and then when he did one it was like okay it's dope but you know what i'm saying <laughs> it was like other stuff that could have been you know done where it's like oh you know hey, look i ain't tripping on the one night alone stuff but you know it's kind of like telling somebody like yeah well like you should have heard him back in this period or this or that you know what i'm saying so I, I, yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. I, it's like a, it's a food analogy it's like man oh i, I remember he used to make the the cat fried catfish man and back <laughs> yeah i went to this picnic that was it was bomb and then you go over him like 10 years later I'm finally putting out that fried catfish. Y'all want to come over and eat? And you're like, ah, man, this is this is cool. It's not the same when you did it outside. And you know what I'm saying? And where's that? Who, where your mama seasoning at? Who, who put this? Yeah. Oh, it's a little different. We a little more healthy now. We don't we don't put all yeah. that fat back. We don't put the fat back grease in our food no more. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, like we, yeah, don't we do got the, some uh, Mrs. Dash, not yeah. the <laughs> This is all natural, un- uh, organic, non-process. Uh, uh, okay, I, I dig it. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That is the best analogy. You're absolutely right. That's that's kind of how it was. Hey, where's the grease? Yeah, exactly. Do no <laughs> it's not the greasy burger no more. It's like, yeah, well, we're, we're a little more healthier. <laughs> um, real quick, as you were saying, I'm going to go to Big Sexy. Um, you got me thinking, like, what if... Uh, he'd have did everything you said, but you know, not having the time. But instead of him doing the family, he was like, "Buck that, I'm Jamie Star is gonna come out," and he mm. just did the whole thing as Jamie Star. You mean like a Jamie Star album? <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was it was just called Jamie Star Times Up, and the first song uh. is Mutiny. Like, uh, and it's like, yeah, I was the producer. Now I'm gonna take, you know, I'm taking mutiny. Yeah. So, so here, real yeah. quick, I just did this as you're talking. It would be mutiny, high fashion. I'm actually missing a song. It's got to be six, but mutiny, high fashion, my summertime thing, Susanna's pajamas, Ooh. and jerk out, and add chlorine bacon skin. Oh, okay, you can throw it, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that would I can well, see. I, it in, I actually in, prefer tricky. Okay. Okay. Tricky, okay. You know what? Tricky okay. would be the last track on side one. So it'd be Mutiny, High Fashion, Tricky. Flip it over. Yeah. My Summertime Thing, Susanna Pajamas, Jerk Out. Hey, Matthew, you know, when you initially, I, I know, asked me about this, I I initially was like, okay, well, if this were, if this was the case, he probably would have kept some of the family stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, you got, I mean... Just the first three songs on side A alone, like High Fashion, Mutiny, and Screams of Passion. Well, really, the whole first side, because he probably would have kept Yes, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. I was thinking if he was just like, I'm I'm going to do, it's basically a time album, but I'm going to sing it as Jamie Star. I'm going to just do, you know, that'd be his first time coming out as a different person instead of Camille. He's like, I'm going to just do Jamie Star. Y'all done heard about him. So now, and it would be a diss album because he really would be going in on Morris. Like, Morris. <laughs> I, this my sound. He talking like yeah. I talk. You know, but but I, I could, in a pettier world, in a petty timeline. <laughs> that, that, in a pettier. A pettier timeline, yeah. Prince would have came out with the Jamie Star Time's Up album. <laughs> in subtitles, something Did for the Time's ass. Up? Time's Up, nigga. <laughs> time's Up. <laughs> wow. 
He would have Morris's that that one jacket Morris wears, the yellow with the black. Yeah, he had yeah. that on the cover in flames and shit. Type of. Uh, hey man, hey man. So you know what's funny though? Like when you think about it, he he was Jai Petty then because he threw Jesse's name in uh, like Raspberry Beret and, and yeah, Mutiny. You know, he yeah, did all of them. Yeah, he said down by old man Johnson. Old man Johnson's farm. farm. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. So he 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 had some uh, like he needed therapy. <laughs> so this would have been the first diss album, is what you're telling me? Well, probably. Yeah. Hit a one But anyway, uh, big sexy. No, the other thing I'm just thinking. Oh, can you imagine Prince starting the album with "That's why I fucked your bitch"? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! What are you talking about? Whoa! Saying, you know the Tupac, you know how he started hit him up. Huh? I can see yeah. him doing something. Like that. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's oh, Ham gentlemen. Had to make it away. <laughs> oh man, but big sexy. Right. We would love to hear what you got. All right. First things first. I don't know how our guest did it, but clearly he has hacked my machine. But that's all right. That's all right. You know, a lot of things that were just said are a lot of things that are going to be in my album, Prince and the Revolution Mutiny. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Side one. And my man, Andre Simone, sorry, but we're taking it back. Dance electric. (laughs) That's where we start. Awesome. Number two, uh, Susanna, sorry, you you and the ladies got to figure something else out. We're taking back Manic Monday. That's our first single. Something mm. safe to draw the people in, but y'all don't know what's coming. You don't know what's coming. After that, we go Raspberry Beret again. Oh, nice little poppy thing. Yeah, he's going in a new direction. <laughs> uh-huh. You keep thinking that. Now I need my slow jam. I need to get the draws. Nothing <laughs> compares to you. Bam. Yeah, there was like, same page. Same page. Mm-hmm. Now, come up to, to wrap up side A. We need to get a little up tempo now. Sheila, get a job. We're taking back Love Bazaar. <laughs> there it is. Get a job. <laughs> he called now, to take it and get a job. <laughs> we're going to flip it over. And again, I kept it into the limitations of 1985, assuming it was going to be on final. I didn't think Warners would give him a double album so soon after 1999 if I kept it to one. And I also, you know, incorporated the idea of gratitude myself. I got some live cuts on here now. Okay. So we, we did a little thing at uh, First Avenue, invitation only, you know, here, packed house of the hardcore. Here you go. Mm. Side B, song one. Wave your hands up. Boom. And the bomb goes. Yes, America, the live version, mm. which is burning, burning. Next. Extra lovable, the live version, uh, and I, I immediately think about uh, seeing it at Chicago. Was it Chicago Winery? Yes, that's the one. Again, straight fire, and it leads us, and it segues right into <laughs> mutiny. Boom! There it is. There it is. We're taking over. <laughs> that's right. Gotta give up you, this ship. Should have been you a little see coming. Letting you know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now those those three t- songs are going to be like six, seven minutes of pop. You know, America's nine minutes. So the last song, she's always in my hair, studio uh, version. 
studio version. Now, on my singles and B-sides, my first B-side, A Million Miles. Sorry, Apollonia, we're taking that back to Ah, yeah. But we got Lisa and Wendy singing it. Hmm. Yes. Also, B-sides, we have the studio versions of America, Extra Lovable, and Mutiny. We make bank this year. Because the key (laughs) with this one is the strength of the tour the, the nation sees, okay, this guy is a band leader. What's up? So you put that fire on this album and you kick up the intensity with the America live version. We're going back on tour. Uh, Eric Lee, Atlanta Bliss, get ready. It's time to go to work. Oh, yes. This album will be a platinum smash. All right. What's it? And this is Prince and the Revolution Mutiny. Mutiny. I can see that. We're taking over. I can see that. Uh, I think I know what Ant was going to ask you about. Ant, you said there's something, a receipt you wanted to pull? Uh, I'm going to take a shot at the person you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrestling term, receipt. <laughs> Should have been a little Ant Poo? No? <gasps> no, no, no. That's a wrestling term, receipt means I owe him one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You got one coming, man. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, yeah, man, these are some strong and very interesting choices. Because um, mutiny's a jam lot. I could, I, you know, we should, if, if listeners, I would implore you uh, to listen, put these playlists together in this, in, in these uh, manners that we've done them and listen to them. I think it'd be an interesting, interesting run through. Um, so I'm going to bump this. I'm going to make this today, actually, on my, my little list. Ampu, <laughs> tell us the name of your album again. Oh, shit. Uh, welcome to Paisley Park. Welcome to Paisley Park. So we got Welcome to Paisley Park. We got Bold Generation. Uh, Rick, what was yours called? Uh, welcome to the Dawn. Welcome to the Dawn. And then Big Sex, you had Mutiny. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so they're, they're, those, are, those, those are our choices if we were to, I guess, A&R Prince a little bit. Uh, and y'all made some nice choices there, fellas. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm about to go back to the catalog and, and okay, <laughs> Re- rearrange. Yeah, I thought I had, I thought I had the exclusive trying to, you know, combine the whole uh, gratitude thing with a couple of live cuts. I'm like, no one's gonna see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the great minds think alike. Great minds. There it is. There it is. <laughs> well, all right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We would love to hear your choices or, or read them so in the comments come up with the prince title and and give us your you know your track listing of that fictional <laughs> prince album after purple rain love to see it i'm uh, sorry fictional hey i make up the words i make the rules baby roll with me roll with me exactly <laughs> but uh with that said we're gonna shift gears a little bit uh, a couple of things we can talk about. So one, uh, there is a new, actually there's a new series of clips from, I, I assume, a longer interview. This is uh, Apollonia uh, on the Sunset Sound uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've they released some clips from the interview that they've done. And one of the clips... I'm going to try and put it in front of me. It's very, very clickbaity, provocative tile. I'm going to give them a salute for that because uh, definitely it's going to grab your attention when you see it. But the title is Prince and I co-wrote Manic Monday and the Glamorous Life. 
and I saw that title. I was like, whoa, I ain't never heard. Okay, whoa, 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 what? So, uh, have we all listened to this uh, video? Have a chance I, to listen to I listened to, to it last night. I saw the whole thing, yes. Okay. I have not. Uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't, but you can go ahead. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I guess, you know, she kind of was, and I'm paraphrasing here a lot, but I think she was saying that she was around Prince in the studio at Sunset Sound, I guess, mm-hmm. and she was she was writing haikus in some kind of book or something. She said she was kind of known for doing this, and apparently some of the phrases or things from those went on to inspire Manic Monday, uh, Glamorous Life. I think even she, Apollonia says that she suggested Prince give the song to the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's just kind of, I'm just paraphrasing what I remember. Um, mm. So she was kind of saying that. And then she started talking about, if I'm not mistaken, where later on toward in life and toward the end with Prince, she had reconnected with him and he was like, she was saying like he was trying to right the wrongs. And I don't know if she was implying that like, you know, she wasn't obviously getting publishing or anything, but maybe he was going to take care of that situation in some capacity. I don't know if she meant by mm. getting paid for some of this stuff or what, but I found all that sort of interesting. Uh, it's definitely okay. a deeper conversation about that. Uh, and it, it has sparked a lot of con- conversation online. Uh, you know, I'm trying to watch what I say. I'll be very respectful. I, all I can say is I never heard this before, but again, I'm an outsider. So why would I have heard any of this before? I, uh, right. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not. She's just giving her truth. I, I give it that much. Um, but it's an interesting, I find it interesting that uh, she is saying these things now. Maybe she feels like she wants to get this information out. I don't know if it's a if it's part of a plan to like start the conversation of, you know, should she get compensated for? Again, it's a very interesting sort of thing. I don't know a lot enough to have a lot of thoughts on it, but it is a. I guess you could say it is a, a mini bombshell mm. thing to put out there uh, at okay. this time. But with that said, uh, Big Sexy, you, you listened to this whole thing. What are your, some of your thoughts? You know, I'm going to try to be respectful as well. Um, <laughs> one thing Mike said was, you know, she said that she inspired. Inspiring is not writing. You know, and I'm not trying to be a weenie here, but and that's just how it is. You know, because there was a lawsuit uh, from the... The lead singer of the Beach Boys, where he actually sued Mike Love, actually sued Brian Wilson, who wrote all of their you know classic stuff, yeah. and he sued. Oh, I, I want a publishing you know credit, and his actual contribution was something along the lines on the fade out of his. I can't think of the song. I think it's "Wouldn't It Be Nice," but his actual contribution was, "Yeah, baby, ooh, yeah, baby, really, fuck out of here." You know, and going back to Glamorous Life and Manic Monday, I went ahead and pulled out the publishing to make certain I wasn't talking out of my hat. Prince wrote that. Now, when you write a song, songs are composed of two main components, your melody and your lyrics. She didn't 
you know, contribute either one as far as I know. Now, again, I'm not saying she didn't say something in a haiku that sparked him to take it and run with it. That's fine. But as far as expecting a writing credit behind that, bruh, no, doesn't work that way. Now, I'm not saying she couldn't write. I'm not saying she, uh, you know, was incapable of doing something like that. But again, if she thinks that she is actually due credit as a quote co-writer, no, I have to disagree with that. Sorry. Okay. Man, say, you know, um, just listen to you explain, um, you know, this, this, this situation that's going on. Uh, well, first thing, like, I know, like, I know you, I guess you're absolutely right. Like we weren't there, but it kind of reminds me of, um, how sometimes people talk about Miles Davis and they'll say like, well, you know, there's always question of, well, did he do this or was it Bill Evans or was it this person or was it that person? Um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I know some people out there may see this as her attempt at a grab of some sorts. Uh, so, you know, some some type of, of, of thing to, to stay relevant or kind of just be in the mix or things. Um, so, like, you know, we, we really don't know. Right. Um, I mean, you know, like, she was there. Like, you were right. Like, she was there. So, um, you know, who's... And, like, we all know, like, say, creatives draw inspiration from anything. Um, you know, it could have been something said on TV. could have been the way she walked. could have been an outfit she had on. Like, you know, could have been a flashback he had of them filming love scenes. You know what I'm saying? could be anything. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it is. I guess I was just to jump in real quick to say is like all of these things we're speculating could be true or not. I guess like I think she just has to consider when you make a claim like that over yeah. somebody that's an icon like that and is not here to say otherwise. It's almost like, man, make sure you have your receipts or Definitely. the credibility lined up. So. Because yeah. you know they're going to question it. Now, if you don't care, do do you. But I just think yeah. we live in a world where, you know, if you say, oh, man, like if somebody can, oh, man, yeah, I used to hang around Snoop and Dre and them back in the day. I kind of co-wrote nothing but a G thing. And, and they don't know you for doing that. Yeah. You know, they're going to look at you like, and stop capping. You know, yeah. like, uh, maybe you did, but not like this maybe yeah you, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, so yeah. that's just it's just you can understand why people would question it I, I guess is the thing not to say she's not wrong or wrong but yeah. you can understand why somebody would question and then you know plus i think she kind of put some of that energy out there anyway when it when it came to uh sheila e was saying things earlier and i think apollonia was kind of questioning Oh, you didn't mm-hmm. really do the lemon cake thing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you already put that kind of energy out there, you obviously <laughs> should understand it will sort of come back to you. Yeah, come back when um, you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of. <laughs> I mean, you know, like you're right. I mean, so you know, I think if we had, if if you know, like when you hear somebody like Jesse say, "Well, you know, I did this and this," 
and then he took it and made it this. You know, like there was never any blowback, you know, like, you know, about Jesse towards that. Plus, he had a demo. <laughs> well, <laughs> and because, we, yeah, we know Jesse, that's his get. I mean, he got the, the body of work that you could be like, you could be like, yeah, I could right. see that. Yeah, that, right. that makes sense. Right. It makes sense right. to me. <laughs> yeah. But she's not and a so, musician, so it's kind of like, exactly. So, what yeah, other so that's, hits that's, do you have? <laughs> yeah. You so, know? yeah. Yeah, and and I think I think you know to like Big Sexy's point, you know, there's like a misuse of words, uh, you mm. know, and there's a misuse of words and maybe how it's used and then how it's like perceived. Because when you say, "Well, I helped him write this," you know, instantly people are gonna go to lyrical and musical content. Like, hold on now, wait a minute. Like you said, wait a minute. You don't play no instruments, <laughs> so. So like you ain't hum no bass lines to him, you know what I'm saying? Like you didn't do none of that. And then when you say write, like what did you write? Like you know, like did you did you you know like write the first verse? Did you write you know like the chorus or something? But like Big Sexy said, like say you know like you writing these haikus, and he sees something that you know that's in your little thing that's kind of like inspiring. I mean, what Jill did that in her, you know, like she said for her thing. That, you know, she kept a journal. He saw some stuff and, you know, took it and kind of made it into a song. Does that mean that she helped write the song? Right. And, you know, that's real quick, just to throw in an example of this would be, and we see this in our culture, particularly in hip hop a lot, where it's like you be around your boys. You know, you all kick, you always kick it all the time. And, and it was that one partner in the group. Maybe he was, you know, he saw a bad chick walk by. Um. Oh, my nigga, whoop, there it is, my nigga. That's a bad yeah. one. Like, and then, the, and then the other homie went and did a rap song called <laughs> "There It Is." Like, well, you know, I kind of wrote. Oh, nigga, you should say that in the hood, but that's you know, come on. Essentially, essentially this is like uh, back to Jay Z song takeover. Uh, Prince should have been like, "You made it a hot line. Man, I, made I made it a hot line. song." <laughs> Ooh, there you go. And, and it's like, that's and what no, it is, though. And no disrespect to Apollonia, she, she this all could be true, but I think she probably should have chose her words more carefully because as we see in what the blowback is, and definitely when you come to, you know, with the Purple family, they're very protective of Prince. Uh, like you were saying, Mike, you need those receipts because I can, I can fully believe it because... Um, we don't know the full validity, but some are really taking it to be truth as far as Susanna telling him about um, that classmate from elementary school. And then he got the inspiration and went down and came with starfish and coffee. So and I can believe that story as well. Um, so I, I don't really want to just like go at her because this could all be very true. But at the end of the day, like you got to choose your words more carefully because um, you might have provided him some words or some lines there, but ultimately, I think we can all believe that, hey, he crafted this song. He crafted the music right. to go with the song. So, you know, all that credit is to, to Prince and how it's looking, not saying how it is, but how it's looking is that now that he gone, you taking credit for his work. And, you know, yeah. the other thing, too, is... And this is a thing, you know, as interviewers or content creators, we have to, I think sometimes where the, the respect and the, and the respect of the culture of what we're talking about or presenting, 
I also, you know, I have to look at Sunset Sound, whoever does these. You know, they titled that and took that clip for a very particular reason. Oh, of course. <laughs> One, like I said, it's very clickbaity and it's going to get them a lot of attention. But it also is going to bring her a lot of smoke. Yeah. And I think that uh, when you take little clips like that, and I've done this too, but I always try to be very cognizant of, you know, it's somebody else talking. And I'm, and, you know, you're pulling out this one thing they said out of an hour long, whatever it is, and you're going to just zero in a spot like that. You have to be very careful because, you know, again, it's interesting that the, this thing is titled when you look at the thumbnail, they put quotations to, to say, no, this is what she said. Prince and I co-wrote. She may have just been talking. She's not thinking of I'm going to speak legally and, you know, all the things we sort of yeah. brought up. She's just having a conversation and said something, not probably even trying to put weight on that possibly. Right. But it's being pulled out and spotlighted as if she's making a point to to say this where this is being pulled out of context and it's be, and it's it's not the small thing it was in the longer sense now it is the actual focal point which I don't know if that was her point either you know what I mean so I think sometimes when they make clips like this it puts people in a position where oh I was just talking when I was saying that I didn't mean it to be like I'm driving a point home about this. But the way yeah. it's presented, it's like she's driving a point home to like, no, I call wrote, you know, so that's one thing too we have to consider. Like, you know, I don't want to, when, when people are coming for her, I think we have to realize when people are talking, it's almost unfair to pull one little thing out and then like, oh, you, oh, I know what she said. I know that line she just said is going to be controversial. Let's, let's run with that. And like I said, I've done that with, with um, the uh, Robin Power, the one with the wrinkly knees. I, know, <laughs> I, I was like, I know that's, this is funny. And I was like, I thought about it. I said, man, there's a lot of clips in here that you could spotlight and it would go one way or the other. But I was like, at least this one, it's, it's more of a poking fun type of thing. Mm. And not not really slamming somebody. So I think this is cool enough. It sort of skeets the line. But but there's there's been a lot of interviews where I was like, ooh, I could have pulled this part where this person said that, and I know they would see this. It would go left, but it would get a lot of clicks. But you're like, eh, I don't want to do that. So so I throw a little bit of some of the onus on Sunset Sound as well. Yeah, I mean, man. Plus, Absolutely. you know. I mean, so, you know, as, as, as time goes on, man, like, you know, like these people are human and, and, you know, like all of us in some way, form or fashion, uh, you know, would like to be associated with greatness. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and so, uh, you know, she, 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 she is a piece to the larger puzzle and she was there. Uh, and so, you know, who of any of us on to the outside, like looking in can say like she wasn't there, like none of us now, like, you know, if, if, if Jesse and Brown Mark and some other people come out and be like, man, she capping, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's different, <laughs> you know, but, but who of us, you know, like on the outside, like looking in can say, well, say, you know, like she wasn't there now. So, you know, now we can, like you said, um, you know, Mike, you know, like we got to, uh, you know, like we got to start recognizing, like, all right, they, 
they took a sound bite and they trying to make, you know what I'm saying, trying to get you baited in to either watch the video, get views for like whatever reason. But you, you know, I wish people would take things in their uh, full like totality and not make it bigger than what it is. Um, Say, so, you know, I mean, I think when I first saw it, you know, I, I didn't think she was lying, but you know, like my musical history, I was just kind of like, uh, okay, she probably, you know, just said something. <laughs> yeah, or well, showed this, up one day wearing yeah. something. He was like, oh yeah, cool, right. glamorous. All right, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, it could, it could certainly be that. Um, now there are other clips too, which I uh, don't have in front of me, but you know, salute to Apollonia. I, I, I want to see the entire thing. Um, see what that's about. So there you go. One thing, and this this whole I don't want to say claim because again I would imply that she's after something, and I don't, I don't want to put that on her. But it reminded me of way back when when um Hammer came out with "You Can't Touch This," mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Really?" And then you look at the uh, actual songwriting credit. Yes, yeah, it says Rick James. Going even further back. When um, Sugar Hill Gang came out, again, I'm sitting on, on the bus going to school and someone's blasting that. I'm like, really? Bernard <laughs> Edwards and Nile Rodgers are on our credited songwriters. So, yeah, as long as if you're really to be a contributing factor, you're going you're gonna to get that publishing. Now, again, I'm not saying Well, that's she's not necessarily to, true with Prince, though. <laughs> well, then you got to make a move. <laughs> but you have, to, you have to have the receipts to back it up too, though. Now yeah. I looked again. I looked up uh, under the publishing print has nine hundred and twenty-two songs registered and published. I did not look for Apollonia because I didn't want to hurt feelings, so I left it alone. But that's quite a burden of persuasion to have to overcome there to say that two of the bigger songs he wrote. Oh, I wrote those two. Fuck out of here. Yeah. No. <laughs> all and, right all right uh i mean man say so, you know it's 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 just an age-old story that never goes away like i mean like you know it's 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 probably somebody in like north carolina talking about man you know i'm the one that inspired like, michael jordan play basketball like i picked him that day in third grade <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Say, come on, right. be on my team and put the ball in his hand or something. I mean, you know, it's yep. it's always gonna be a claim or 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 something. But again, I mean, you know, like everybody wants to be associated with with and and you know and you know, like what if she's telling the truth? Like what if what she says is actually true? Like you know, like I mean, you know, until Jill and them come out, you know, like say something like, oh yeah, she, you know, like that ain't true. So, yeah, know. I mean that's why I'm just like you know what I just say well, as far as I know if if if, if I was talking to her she said that I'd be like okay salute and keep yeah. it pushing <laughs> you know yeah. okay yeah. cool well, that's cool <laughs> you know yeah, keep it moving yeah. you know what I'm saying I, I mean so you know yeah just like like I said if you came across somebody oh yeah I used to know yeah I knew Tupac and and we and whoopty boop and you know I I told him you know oh man they all got all eyes on you you know what I'm saying and, and then like. You know, he came over. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay, Playboy, say, for, sh- for show, you know, yeah. and kept it putting you know, Okay, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's all you can do. Like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, I get it. But um, the last one is 
there was a post on the uh, Prince Facebook group. Now, I don't know if this post was also done on their, like on Twitter or something or Instagram. But on the Facebook one, they posted a picture of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to see if there was a, anything that was written with this. Let me see. No, it just it was hashtag George Floyd, hashtag Black Lives Matter. And they put that up May 25th. There are 3,200 comments, uh, over 1,000 shares. And uh, like to clarify, it, this is ahead. the official Prince page, not, not a group. 2.7 million followers. Right, right, right. Oh, and this is on Facebook, you said? This is on their Facebook. Now, like I said, they may have done this on their other platforms as well. I did not know. But on the Facebook one, it got popping. Like the comments are wild. Uh, you know, from everything from, I love the post, accountability begins in MPLS. Uh, this nonsense on this page is pitiful. I think this person was talking about the comments. Uh, you know, all the way from the other side of, you know, Prince wasn't about politics. Uh, he never expressed his personal beliefs. How can you have this? You know, <laughs> why would, he would never post this criminal on his page and things of that nature. And I, I just asked a question on my Facebook. I was like, man, looking at these comments, I wonder if Prince was still with us. And then all of this stuff happens in his hometown. And he was already like, you know, he did Baltimore and we find out he was giving money to different organizations and stuff. If he would have, you know, I think leaned even more in the direction of where he was going with things, would half of his fan base, or I don't know how much, would they have tried to cancel him or just jump ship or they just couldn't believe he would be talking about, you know, it just puzzles me. I'm like, where were they at all this time? If they jumped ship, he wouldn't give a damn at first. Well, I'm sure he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't give a shit. And secondly, and I tend to, as you and Anthony both know, I tend to be naive on these type of things. I do believe it was Prince who said at the Grammys, as he rocked that orange leather, he said, yep. like, books and black lives, albums matter. Like, yeah. books and black lives, albums matter. Now, furthermore, Anthony said in, in one of the posting on Facebook, he said, look, have these people not heard the Rainbow Children? You know, right. and if, it, if this is coming from his official page about something that happened in his city, which I would hope we all agree is fucking criminal, I don't see the reason for the blowback. I, I don't get it. I, that's just me, but, you know, people are stupid sometimes. Well, man, so, you know, this um, this kind of reminds me of that uh, that scene from Spike Lee's famous Do the Right Thing. <laughs> mm. And Pino and Mookie are talking. Yes. At the jukebox. Yes. Right. And Pino was trying to explain to Mookie that mm. Prince, Eddie Murphy, and Magic aren't black. And Mookie's like, <laughs> you know, man, looking at him like, what? You know, and, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and so... You know, that was done in 1989, and here we are in 2021, and people have their reasoning. Like, people, you know, seriously, you know, when when they look at, you know, Prince, somehow it gets lost on them that this was in his old neighborhood. 
like where he grew up, like where this incident took place. Like Andre said that, like this is where, you know, like the police station is where they had like a youth center or something. So they grew up there, Prince, Andre, Jam, Lewis, you know, Jellybean. So, um, you know, people, you know, like the same people who saying that he wouldn't have politics and say his song. Uh, I mean, I mean, a man did a song called Ronnie Talk to Russia. And party up, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know, Money dreamer. doesn't matter tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, dear he, Mr. He, Man. Yeah, like he, he has all types of songs, but again, like you know, they they hear the the Raspberry Berets and the, and and then the When Doves Cry and all the all <laughs> the hits, baby, yeah, right. You know, like all that type stuff, and 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 so, um, like I mean, you know, to 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 um. I I think it's just my opinion, like, you know, like when you can't accept a person for who they are, or well, the artist for who they really are, because that's who he was. Now, whether or not you agree with that, that's on you. But he was a brother with an afro. He was just a light-skinned brother with an afro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They grew up in Minneapolis, which we all know now, like if you've ever been to Minneapolis, you know it ain't that many brothers up there. And and and, and so, I mean, you know, he he spoke about you know, like clutching the steering wheel, like when the cops pull up behind you. Like he just didn't, you know, pull it from a news headline. Like he wrote about that stuff. And so to to try to, um, you know, to save your, you know, like to make you feel better, you want to not associate him with or try to disassociate him with his ethnicity. <laughs> Say, you know, is, is, is a... Uh, is a slap in the face to him because I mean, granted, yeah, like you know, he he had bands and dated women of all races and all those type things, but at the end of the day, you know, he 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 was just a regular Midwest brother. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so you know, I I mean I mean you know, I mean again, it's it's just you know people are trying to you know I think it's hard for people to. <laughs> To see, like, hey, yeah, my favorite artist would have been this. When they'd be like, wait a minute, but I don't agree with that. Like, I don't see that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what it is, is that, you know, you you got people who, for, you know, whatever reason, they think George Floyd was a criminal or say, like, what have you. Well, you know, your favorite artist or artist that say, like, you like would have disagreed with you. And like you said, like, would you have jumped shit if he had come out? Or or something, and it's it's not a question of would he have come out with something because we know the answer to that. He would have if it was in Minneapolis. He definitely would have. You know what I'm saying? He probably would have had another rally for peace concert or something like that or whatever. So I mean, right, which is a political move unto itself, right? Like yeah, and 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 and, and mind you, man, people forget. Like say you know. Um, you know, and I think I heard it on on I think I think when you and Big Sexy talked to uh, Michael Bland, how you know, like people used to try to protest his shows, you know, because like mm-hmm. they thought he was too, you know, risque and all these type things. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, well he wouldn't have been political. Like man, <laughs> okay, okay, which is he? Is he too risque or is he not political enough? Now which one is it? Right. What, you know, what was the song with Abraham Lincoln line in it? Family name. No, 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 no. No, it was a slow jam. Remember, he said, Oh, oh Abraham, okay. I mean, Avalanche. Avalanche. Was that not political? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 I, I mean, 
No, go ahead. Andrew. I'm like, Mike, feel free to edit this out if you want, but I'm just seeing these comments and then they're talking about how he was a drug head who used fentanyl and Prince, and it's talking about Prince would have nothing to do with him. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, so you're condemning this man because of his fight with fentanyl, yet you learn <laughs> nothing from the death of Prince who OD'd a fentanyl. So it's like, how are you trying to say Floyd's life isn't worth crap because of a because of his drug problem, but and saying don't desecrate Prince's legacy, who we know he had that issue. So it's like, where is the humanity and compassion within your own hypocrisy? It's just, it's like, it's just t- terrible seeing all this that people are just not self aware at all and trying to speak for Prince without really knowing this man. And actually not even paying attention to his catalog, to the albums, the words he speaks, and the way he lived his life. You know, I wonder if it's, I've been seeing with the basketball games, there have been these instances of people in the stands doing stupid foolish shit. stuff. Yeah, stupid yeah. stuff with some of the players. And I'm like, it's a common denominator from my limited view of the people who are doing this and the people they're doing it too. And I, and it makes me think back mm. when you brought up that do the right thing part, you know, it's, Oh, you like Prince uh, Bruce. Oh, you like yeah. Michael Jordan. It's like, well, you like these, and, and you know, we like these black men for what they do entertainment wise. Yeah, but in it. <laughs> start to you don't really see them as real people. Like you don't want to because you don't want to have to think about them when it comes to the reality of our world and where they would where they may stand on these issues. I just want you to stay in your entertain me bubble. Sort of like what right. that lady said to LeBron that one time. Just shut up and dribble. Like, yeah, Prince was just about love for one another and playing great music. And I love this music. He he can't be about this stuff like that. I don't. I hate that stuff. So I don't want to associate this black man that I think is different. And you know what I mean? I I kind of feel like that's how some people see him. They don't want to see it in his reality. He's a fantasy. That's the black guy that I like. Yeah. You know, I can separate him from the world. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, 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 I, yeah, go I, I mean, bro, that's 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 him. That's all the athletes. That's like you know any entertainer of color. Like when you see responses. Of people like you know, well, athletes shouldn't stay in politics, or you know, you know, the like entertainers should shouldn't be in politics. What? What? I mean, so I think what they're basically saying is stay in 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 say the confines of which I want to keep you in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, stay, it, stay. You know, stay, <sighs> stay here because, like you said, I don't want to have to think about well, what happens when you're not entertaining me. Because to, to then me. it's like, oh, sorry, <laughs> no, no, oh, okay, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna make the other another point. Like, I'm like, these are the same people that you know cheer and applaud because that Prince was out there with the word "slave" on his face, as if that wasn't making a political and historical point about his treatment with the with the labels and uh, life in America. It's just. I, I, just, I just don't get. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't understand why I say I just don't get it when I know. You know, exactly even then, what you're saying. They, they yeah. wasn't behind that either. Though, if you go back, yeah, I remember yeah, like they even, were. even then. 
I mean, you know, I mean, brothers understood. Like, once he told us the reason, we was like, okay, yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like, mainstream was kind of making jokes. Yeah. So, oh, he's stupid. Why is he doing this? Yeah. I don't think they was down with that either. I mean, man, see, you know, it's it, it kind of just goes to show you, man. Like, say, you know, um, uh, let me see, you know, as, as and I, I hope that these type moments, you know, like these... I know these moments in sports and all that say, you know, I, I hope, um, you know, I mean, these athletes and entertainers uh, use their platform and bring more awareness to this. Because it's kind of like this, um, this like political activist, Sean King, said about the athletes thing. He said, what is happening here is that, you know, uh, you know, you have three separate incidents in three separate cities, the three black athletes being attacked by white men. And he said that when they come to these sporting events, they have a license to yell, scream, criticize, and, and do whatever to these black athletes and almost not face any consequences. Mm. I mean, you know, like, so you get banned from like an arena or something like that. Okay, cool. But you know, like this dude spat on Trey Young. <laughs> Like, That's crazy. Bro, like, you know, I mean, so, you know, like if you was anywhere else, you know, it, you know, it, it'd be knuckle up time. You know, man, somebody would have got their teeth knocked out. But, you know, at, at a game and then, you know, uh, 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 I think another friend of mine brought this up. He said, what if the situation were, uh, you know, the crowd ratio was evened out? would they feel that they had the liberty to treat these athletes that way? Because let's face it, a lot of our people don't go to the games like that. So like, you know, like would they, would, you know, like would they feel empowered to do these things if say, you know, the crowd was even number of people of color to non-people of color? Yeah, or, it's just, oh, go ahead. Or like what would happen if the roles were reversed? You know, like what if Tom Brady came through Atlanta? That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then Jokers was like, oh, okay, well, here, take this, Tom. So, you know, like would the consequences and outrage be the same? <laughs> you already know the answer to that. <laughs> try oh, spitting. Try spitting yeah. on him, brother. Try spitting <laughs> on him and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, so, you know. So, the news. You'd be done. Yeah, and. and the, you know, the funny thing, just to add, it, and we don't want to go too far in this, but it's just interesting. It's 2021, <laughs> and you got there's a there's a black player in a high level sports situation being spit on by a white fan. That's 2021. You'd have thought yeah. maybe back in the day, some wild disrespectful yeah. type shit like, but no, it's in current times. They spitting on brothers, so that just. It, if you just really yeah, like stop just, and think I about mean, that, that's wild, man. <laughs> I mean, like after a year of quarantine of not being able to go to games, you know what I'm saying? And then you come back and then like like your first game back or second game where you can have a crowd there, like this is what somebody does after all that's happened the past year. <laughs> that's wild. Didn't somebody run up on a lady do something to LeBron or something a little while ago? Um, I don't remember. Okay. I mean, so, you know, man, like I will say this, and I'm sure this probably isn't like a popular opinion, but say, you know, I think a lot of this stuff would stop if somebody got their jaw cracked. 
I mean, yeah. hey, I mean, say, you know, you, you do something like that, like, okay, you know, but, you know, I understand the athlete's standpoint, because if they crack somebody in the jaw, then, you know, first thing that the person going to say is, well, I'm going to sue. You know, and all that type of stuff, and then they got league fines and 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 like all those type things, man. So, yeah, well, just to bring it back to Prince, you know, and this, the George Floyd post. You know, like I said, I, it's it's interesting to see the responses from the fan base over something like that, and it just goes to show me, whoa, just goes to show me that as far as we think we are we've come or or we like to think that prince fans are all about you know togetherness on all these issues it really not you know and that's just the reality of the world we live in um and sometimes we get opportunities where you get to see that hey man and and that's say you know that's the um i guess that's one of the pluses i can say about attending his 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 live show is like with is like when you go, you know, you you have a a a a a, uh, a like multiracial crowd, and it's right. cool, and you see people of all nationalities. You know, it, you know, it's quite it's quite diverse, and that's a beautiful thing. But you know, because everyone's on that, you know, like, you know, like everyone's on the same vibe. You're jamming, you're enjoying the show, things of that nature. But like you said. You know, like the reality is, is when you leave, <laughs> that vibe is not carried out. So, you know, that 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 love for one another thing, you know, you know, like we're starting to see is 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 not shared by all. Yeah, it's to, yeah. A, it's to a certain point. Like if he starts to play a, a different song, then that vibe could change. Like, right. He, he didn't normally go all in like that. But obviously he had songs in his catalog that. Yeah, I love for one another, but okay, let me play Dreamer or let me do this song. Okay, the vibe is going to change because now he's not just talking about <laughs> that sort of, you know, easier to understand viewpoint. No, I'm going to dig deeper viewpoint. And I think that I, 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 to me personally, is a reason why I think a project like Welcome to America didn't come out at the time that, it, that he had Probably. It because of the subject matter. And like you already know, like, yeah, they ain't. They're gonna be they're gonna be tripping on some of this, so you know, which is why I commend the Rainbow Children because like I don't give a fuck, like this is what it is. Y'all just can trip about it, and and people yeah. did, but it was a great, and he knew enough to say they're gonna trip about it so much. Let me have a little meeting of the minds with these people because <laughs> they ain't gonna be there. This a prince that I don't think they was necessarily ready for. Right. So let's let's invite them to Paisley Park and let them have let's have meetings about it, right? You know, what I mean? that's what Prince had to do. Cause he knew the project was gonna be different. The the themes yeah. of the record was gonna be. Literally, just had to have the fans come to his house and sit down and have conversations about it. Uh, well, man, which I, I wish I wish they would release that because I I hear that they was getting into some of them, some of the conversations they was getting into it. I would love to oh, see. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's like when he started doing the when you know, like the when will we be paid song, right? <laughs> Yeah, I would love no. to, if they put that out now and in, in, in all this rep reparations talk. I, I would love to see the comments now. Why does it don't need to be paid? You don't. What are you talking about? Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, but 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 again, uh, you know, the fans know the song is there. Is what you choose to just listen to, right. or what you choose to 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 kind of I'm I'm 
I mean, again, like, you know, like either you accept the totality of the artist or you, you only want to accept one view. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, if, if, if you, if you, if you only want to accept the purple rain prints or the, or the, or like the musicology prints or the diamonds and pearls things, say, you know, then okay, cool. But there's more to it than that. And so that's, that kind of depends on just the person, but you know, whether you accept it or not, he's, I mean, it's still there. So it speaks for itself. (laughs) Right. Right. So real quick, let me throw this guys on you guys real quick. And we get out of here. Um, I, there was a post I did on Instagram. I showed a picture of Dwayne Two Dolls' upcoming book, mm-hmm. and somebody said something about, "Man, what if they made a movie about Prince at this time or something like who?" But I just don't see who they could play, who they could get to play Prince. Hey, Ricky, we can hear that movement you got going on there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, so it was like, yeah, who could they get to play Prince? I just don't see anybody, and I, I kind of feel like now I feel like. I can't say that there's somebody who can't play Prince. I'm sure casting directors who see hundreds of people know way more than what we do. And they probably could see, I, this person probably could play this. It's unknown or whatever. So I was saying, yeah, probably a cast. This is why we need casting directors. They see thousands of people. And then somebody said, recommended, and I'm not saying no names and I'm not coming at nobody, but somebody suggested they get um, old boy who played Freddie Mercury. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> I know you're talking about. Wait, what? <laughs> they say he could, and then they were saying like, and I said something. I said, well, you know, Prince was a black man, and I think if you get somebody other than that, it's it, it's not going to go well. And then somebody made a point to say, well, he's Egyptian or something like he's from Egypt or Africa, which is in Africa. So then that, uh, and I'm like, I said, well, listen. You want to play them games? You can play those games. I'm telling you right now, if and when they do a Prince move and they get somebody who is not African-American, African-American, all hell's going to break loose on social media. Now, if you want that smoke, if you want that smoke, go for it. But don't be mad when the hell's storm of social media yeah. <laughs> comes down, it comes on, down you. on you because it <laughs> will be heavy. Now you're gonna have all the arguments. Well, I'm just telling you right now. You put anybody other than a black person in that role, and you try to play that type. Of, not to say he can't do it, but man, that's gonna be. I I got my popcorn ready. I'm on, I'm gonna be on my Michael Jackson because they're gonna yeah. go, <laughs> they going in on that movie. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are. Man, you know, to quote my uh, one of my podcast colleagues, uh, C. Lee McGinnis, shout out to C. Lee McGinnis, man. He he says all the time that like, each of us are Prince historians and it is imperative that we continue to share our voice to make sure that the legacy doesn't get like diluted and doesn't get, um, you know, misinterpreted. And so I agree with you. You know, the the fact that somebody said that, oh, like, you know, they named somebody that's 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 not like African-American tells you, <laughs> you know, tells you, hey, Pino, OK, <laughs> Pino 2021, you know, you know, type deal. I I would say to answer your question, if they were to do a Prince movie, the the safest bet uh, would probably be to just do it as a documentary. 
So, you know, which they're doing now, I think. Um, so, you know, just do like a, you know, like a Michael Jordan, you know, last dance. I mean, say, you know, 10, you know, like 10 episode or 20 episode documentary. And do like they do with the um, the Once Upon a Times in Minneapolis clips. I mean, say, you know, like they've given them a blueprint. So, you know, that's 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 my opinion about that like you just want to be safe about it but like you said if not and if you want to go down that road of of trying to cast somebody who's not african-american in you know like in this role like you go get lamb blasted from everybody from andre (laughs) you know on up to um you know the the last few band members in npg and third eye girl like it's just not gonna work I mean, you know, it's 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 gonna get it's gonna get vilified from day one. I'm gonna look at this from a executive producer standpoint because that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. And as an EP, my main concern is my wallet. Is this going to make me money? No. <laughs> I'm not I'm not bankrolling this because <laughs> no one's going to come see it. It's going to dilute me as an EP and fuck up my position in the community. No, 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 no. I can't put money behind this. I can't think of anybody in that position that's going to say, you know what? I got 10 million. Nothing to do. Let me go ahead and put that in this. No. No. And going a step further, now that we're talking about it, the estate may be like, you know what? You do what you need to do, but as far as using any of the music, yeah, good luck oh, with yeah, that. Oh, yeah, it's not going to no. happen. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You get the estate in a tough tough enough uh, financial bind, shit, they might be shit. like, well, no. shit, they want to give us $50 no. million, and we need that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised well, if they signed If there's it. any film that they're going to give $50 million, that's that's another, another ball game. And then, you know, the estate would do what they do and say, look, we'll take that $50 million and have a disclaimer. We ain't endorsing shit. Uh, no, no, no company will let that happen. That's the name. So we have no comment on this motherfucker. That's no, that. no big company will allow them to do that. <laughs> you're like not going to shit no on their product. How, wait, wait, wait. How's that shitting on it? But you're saying, look, we're not in it. You know, we're just, they just got the music. We're not and in then the creative process If they got the all. music, then they're in it. That's, I mean, that's just nothing. That's what it's all about is the music. So nah, them giving up their most priceless asset is they're, they're exactly. in it. Exactly. You said it right on the head. This is their biggest asset, and this will hurt their asset, and they're not doing it. No. No way, no how. I won't put nothing past this. Day. And I'm not saying bad about it, but, I mean, you just look I'm at the deals they're doing. They, they ain't doing it. They, they do a lot of stuff. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, to the point of putting somebody other than, and you know, I said African American, I, I just say a person of color, a black person. They ain't doing it. Yeah, it, it would be why. I, mean, I actually know, like that, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, like that, you know, like, like I remember uh, maybe about, maybe about two three years ago, you know, people were throwing around Bruno's name, like Bruno Mars's name, no. <laughs> to like nah. to 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 like play Prince in a movie, and then I get it, it was because of the hairstyle. You know what I'm saying, and, and and man, some other stuff, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, only without artists like do they do this stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't, 
I mean, so, you know, clearly they didn't learn the lesson from um, that Michael Jackson movie that, um, oh Lord, <laughs> that, that, that Flex did, you oh. know, where people were just like, no, <laughs> you know, I mean, even now, like Joker's still like, it's like 20 years later, people still like, no, no, just so. Well, what about the Michael Jackson one? It was the, the white guy who was playing Michael, Ralph something. Came out Did overseas. That come out? I think it was overseas only or something. Oh, okay, yeah. I, That's yeah, wild. see, it's probably but, being state. It's probably go stay there too. <laughs> that'd be like you know if somebody said, well, they want to do a uh, a Nirvana movie, and with J.J. Walker playing Kurt Cobain. Well, no, they would Don't get. No they, they would get. Um, what's that one light skinned brother? No, no, it's, it's, I'm trying to think of the brother. He was in. Uh, Damn it, I can't think of none of his moves. <sighs> Michael Ely. You asked the name of him. <laughs> and they're going to have Michael Ely going to play Kurt Cobain. They would raise holy hell. It wouldn't ever even yeah. get made. Right. But that's the same type of thing. Right. Like, Well, he's light-skinned. He could pass as a white person, maybe. Nah, they're not playing that game. So why would why should they play that? And they, Well, he's an American. Stop yeah, it. Stop is. it. It ain't Stop. happening. I actually say if you, I was thinking the other day, if you did the Prince movie and you had to play, you're towing the line here, but I was like, to only really get the look of Prince, at this point, they would have to really uh, lean on technology and they would probably have to get an actor to physically play the role. But in terms of his face, I would almost say you may just have to 3D CGI the face in, in your, <laughs> it's the, the super, super high quality of technology to do but literally just have Prince's face on that person and it looks so seamless. That'd be the only way you really probably would get the full blessing of people visually looking at it, be convinced. I'm sure there would be a, a, a whole cadre of fans who would be, Prince was not with that voodooism technology on his face and all that. But I'm just thinking, I don't know who else. It's going to be a hard makeup and hair job to get all of those looks. Man, in the movie, it can be done, but it's gonna be hard. You know, right, that's, that's why I say like idea. a documentary would be the best thing to go. <laughs> Just no, they've like, done that technology though on the documentary on Thirty for Thirty called um oh jeez Al Davis versus NFL. They did just what uh, you said, Mike. Okay, they did it with Al Davis and they did it with Pete Rozelle. They had someone actually play the role. And then later on in post, they went ahead and did the digital whammy right. to make it look like those two guys. So that could be done. Yeah, I mean, we see that in a lot of the Marvel movies. Uh, and, and you see that in those types of movies where they get other, somebody else, you know, especially the Star Wars movies. They've been pushing that real heavy. You had Luke Skywalker, the younger version. They had somebody acting or it was Carrie Fisher or Tarkin. So I was like, it, it can be done. You'd have to be at the highest level of special effects to do it. But that's the only way I could see a Prince thing where you would be like, okay, damn, that's him. When they do the close-up and all the little looks and stuff, it almost have to be CGI to be like a total pass. Otherwise, it's just going to be somebody else that looks like him a little. But I don't know. Either way. I almost was like, man, again, this would, I, I don't condone this, but I almost could see them hiring a woman. Physically, uh, physically to play him, and then they pad nah, them a certain man. way, and they CGI over that. That's I'm, I know I'm talking blasphemy, but 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. certain things like, man, whoever acts, there's so many things they have to master that walk and a normal men just don't wear that standing on those high heels. So they're going to have to, you know how we get in those, like, you know, they go, oh, you're going to be a, you're going to be in a superhero movie. You got to take six months to yoke up and, and get all, you know, get like Ben Affleck. Well, he's going to have to be a six months, nine month training for that actor to play Prince, like to. To walk like that and move and then wear those heels and the pull up because I just don't get it and I don't see. Well, I, I, to to your point, you were talking about. I don't know how uh, playful you are as far as getting a woman to play his role. I just hope you know if they do do that and they get someone who comes off a little effeminate or is even homosexual that people don't lose their mind because it's like, have you seen Prince? He definitely was a man's man, but come on, you you saw the stuff that he was doing and stuff that he was wearing. So you know, yeah. Hopefully, I don't get in your feelings too much about it. Yeah, see, that's why I don't. I, I said I was joking because I don't. I don't I'm, I'm not rocking with that. <laughs> I, hey man, so you know, like if 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 if, if there's anything, no, I'm not we probably- co-signing a female playing it. I'm just saying that you know, because I understand how some say, "Oh man, look, they got a they got someone who's gay from the LGBTQ community playing Prince," and I'm like, well, maybe that person might be more comfortable with you know some of the attire and some of the mannerisms. So, not saying that a straight person can pull that off, but y'all shouldn't lose your mind over it. Yeah, that's ample. Well, man, so you know. Hey man, look, I mean, well, uh, something that, that I guess we all know by now is that Prince fans are never satisfied. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's true. I agree with that. <laughs> and, 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 and so that being said, uh, you know, however they do it, I know whenever they do it, whether it's a documentary, whether it's a three hour Malcolm X type movie, you know, they go find some kind of fault with something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so. You know, you're not going to please like, everybody. Um, I guess, you know, my biggest concern and, you know, would be like, let it be accurate. So, you know, because <laughs> like, inaccuracies with bad acting and bad casting makes for a disaster. But say, so, you know, with with some accuracy and if things are accurate and halfway decent casting, people can kind of stomach that. Yeah. That's just my opinion. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully if they decide to go down that route, uh, so, you know, they, they, they will take the necessary steps to try to make it uh, something that's, you know, going to be on level with like Ray. Well, I'm saying right now, I don't know who's out there right now that can act, that can do the performance of Prince. I haven't seen that performance yet. That person that can do pull it off just yet. Right, and like I said, maybe we're not- a, I would say maybe a young like ninety eight to two thousand four Jamie Fox, but I just I think he's aged out. Yeah, you have a lot of ton of makeup and CGI. <laughs> Get that one popping. Super high level uh, lace front wear uh, constructions. <laughs> going on the make like i guess it would be just like putting on the costume to play some character they'd have to be under that it took him you know five hours to put the uh, hair piece on <laughs> hey for an oscar lots of people would do it yeah hey man so you know hey look it might be an unknown sitting out there right now and that's what i'm you saying never know that's what i say it's <laughs> a casting director that's the person that yeah. is gonna be able to say hey i got a file of people that 
could play Prince. Are you kidding? Yeah. You know, hey, have, you, have you heard of the cat from... Um, I just wanted your opinion. I'm not saying he should be the one casted, but I just wanted your opinion. The the guy that uh, played the, the main character in The Get Down, uh, the, I can't think of his name, Justice I know you're talking about. Yeah. You could be, I could see oh, him yeah, play a, yeah, younger, yeah. a younger Prince. I could see him playing. Possibly. Man, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys watched this show, but I think I saw somebody mentioned um, the brother from the show Snowfall. He played yes. uh, Leon yes. with the afro. Yep. I saw somebody mention him. I, I was saying that myself, really? too. He could be a younger yeah. prince. Yeah, he, he yeah. kind of looks like it to me. Yeah, so they mm. said that he got the afro because <laughs> it's natural. Uh, so, you know, like he... he he could do the, I mean, like Mike said, the younger years and then probably, you know, the later years, uh, something. So, yeah, I know yeah. his name came up. I could see it with the right makeup and the know. cutting. <laughs> he's got the thicker kind of eyebrows with the mustache. And if they were trimmed in a princely way as Prince evolved, I could yeah, see it. Hey, he's kind hey, of I don't know if he like. has the acting chops for it, though. Well, I, you know, hey man, I'd have to see a little hey, bit more. Hey man, he's kind of got the height too, like you know, because he's not that tall. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He I, actually, he could with the makeup, he could be it. You know, yeah, I can see yeah. it. I can yeah, see man. Like Mike said, like they have from I mean, Snowfall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that, yeah, a hell of a IMDb. <laughs> I was the gangster with the fro and Jerry girl from the eighties. Well, hey, Prince. look at Jamie Foxx. He went from <laughs> booty call to Ray. And, yeah. You know, that's an actor. An actor can do it. Hey, man, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, you know, man, I mean, I I, I think if they, if they went to that brother that plays Leon, man, and, and, and he was down for it, I think he could pull it off. Like, I think if he knew the mm-hmm. gravity of it and things of that nature, and he knew the magnitude of what it could do, you know, it's funny you say that because there was the, I said that to myself. There's the scene with him and Franklin. It was like, you don't like the way another nigga talk. I was saying that was, I don't know if I said this out loud or I was going to, I was maybe going to try and do a video skit. It was too much work. I was thinking Franklin was actually, um, what's my guy? We just had him on the show. Uh, Pepe. Pepe. <laughs> and, and he's talking to the young prince like what do you mean you don't want to go do this job nigga I got you here you don't like cause another nigga talk I built this up brick by brick and you get out there and do this shit <laughs> hey, and I can hey, see that that was like in the 70s or something in the early late 70s early 80s and that was you know that was Pepe talking to prince getting you getting ready hey man hey man <laughs> It could work. A hey, uh, hey, casting director's Hollywood. Y'all might Hey, look. Hey, Leon Wait, so from you, Snowfall. Wait, we, so would you get Franklin to be Pepe? Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he could, yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? He'd make a guest appearance. <laughs> He'd make a guest appearance. He'd just be in it for a little bit, but, you know. Ah, man. Hey, hey, oh, yeah, man. Hey, that was a dope interview, by the way, too, Mike. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I, I'm All really right. just hoping that they get Spike involved in this because I just feel like his passion, his friendship will will do this, the movie right. I exactly. say he should direct it or write the script, but maybe EP. Yo, what, what, the guy's doing all the tapping. That's really loud on the mic. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm all sorry. the all the movements and stuff. We can hear all. <laughs> I got nervous energy. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Well, with that said, let's let, let's wrap things up here. Um, 
Ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. I hope. Well, go ahead, real quick. Oh no, I I just wanted to say like, I co-sign and statement. Uh, say so, you know I I hope that if they do do that, I hope they do get Spike involved. There you go. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this. We geeked out on some prints. We want to thank Mr. Ricky Wyatt for joining us. Sir, where can they find you online? Uh, man, I am on Instagram, uh, Footprints Cubase 4. That's the number four. Uh, and on Twitter, Footprints Groove, Uh, That's pretty much it. I'm on Facebook as Ricky Wyatt. <laughs> All right. There you go. There you go. Big Sexy and Sack, where can they find you, sir? The same locations generally. <clears throat> Facebook, Mark Wiggins. Instagram, Mark Wiggins. Two. And Twitter, WSE Mark. And be on the lookout for This Is My World, where I break down my thoughts of the recent inductees and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right. Aunt Pooh, where can they find you, sir? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Aunt Pooh. Uh, as we do this, I don't know how soon you're going to get this up. You can find me on uh, May 30th in the clubhouse room with Prince 365 as we break down. Oh, my God. I can't remember what the. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Diamonds and Pearls versus the Love Symbol album. So I'll be in oh. there giving my controversial takes and having fun with the Prince fandom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can check us out here at podcastjuice.net. Of course, we're on all the social media platforms. Look us up on there. And if you have not already, please join our Patreon page. I'll have a link in the show notes. My name is Michael Dean. Work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.